Welcome to the Conversations with Christians Engaged podcast. I'm your host, Bunny Pounds, the president of Christians Engaged. This ministry exists to awaken, motivate, educate, and empower ordinary believers in Jesus Christ to do three things. To pray for our elected officials and our nation regularly. To vote in every election to impact our culture and to engage in some form of civic education or involvement for the well-being of our nation. So thankful, Bunny, for what you do. A lot of people talk the talk, but you really walk the walk. I love it, love it. Love teaming up with you, Bunny. So excited about what you're doing and the people you're reaching. And And I will stand and lock arms with this woman of God, Bunny Pounds, any day of the week. Bunny, you are a new hero of mine. America is worth it. Now is the time. America needs your involvement. Please take our pledge to pray, vote, and engage. Join with a movement of other Christians that are doing these three simple things that can really impact this nation. Join us. Hey, everybody. Bunny Pounds here with Christians Engaged. We are finalizing our series on life in a post-row world. What an incredible series we've been having. And I think no better way to end this is to have a dear friend, the Honorable Marilyn Musgrave from Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, as we talk about now that we understand how important the life issue is from a biblical perspective, how we're here to minister and to help people in our states and our national um, government and in our communities. But now let's talk about how that works out politically for us. Marilyn, it's so great to have you with us. Wonderful to be with you, Bunny. I'll never forget the day that came to Texas and met you in person. We were so excited about your race. And uh, evidently, God had other plans, but it was a very good day. And I'm so glad to call you my friend. Well, it's an honor. And yes, God had another plan. And I feel, you know, I'm sure like you were, you're you're a former member of Congress, served from 2003 to what, 2009, something like that? Yep. Three terms. Three terms. And um, somehow, you know, God uses our lives in other capacities, and sometimes we have more influence than we would as just one vote in Congress, right? Yes, yes, that is so true, and our lives are in His hands, and uh, we're just called to be faithful, so that's what we want to do. Exactly. Well, a lot of people have never probably heard about Susan B. Anthony and who she was as a person and then how uh, Marjorie Dannenfelser started this organization many years ago um, as a nonpartisan organization on the life issue, working with members of Congress there on Capitol Hill. Can you give us a little of the history? Well, first of all, I doubt if many people learn in history that the early feminists were pro-life. So we took our name from one of those early feminists, uh, Susan B. Anthony. And when you read about them, uh, when you read the true story, and there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal about the early feminists, because some people have disputed the fact that they were pro-life. Well, they most certainly were pro-life. They called abortion child murder uh, back in those days. There was a term called the quickening. I'm sure you've heard that, and that's when the woman the woman knew she was pregnant because she felt the baby move. And uh, these women even talked about the child existing before the quickening. The uh, they talked about the embryo. So very pro life. They called abortion child murder. Uh, 
early feminists like Susan B. Anthony talked about how that it was wrong to treat a woman as property and how it was very degrading to treat her child as property. So those early feminists had great insight uh, to into uh, you know needing protect the uh, to protect the unborn child and being able to speak out for women uh, and their unborn children. And the latter feminists, sorry to say, changed the story completely. And uh, the the pro-abortion movement has, I would say, very successfully linked a woman's rights to the right to have an abortion. Uh, And of course, uh, we know that that's wrong as Christians. And we also know if we look at at the real facts about abortion, that many women are forced to have an abortion. Uh, Many women and girls are in desperate circumstances and they need help. Abortion is not health care. Abortion is not the solution. So there's much work to be done. But we took that name from the early feminists who indeed were very pro-life. Yeah, I think we don't realize, um, you know, Jesus was a cultural changer and actually empowered women, right, in a major way. I love the story of the women at the tomb that he empowered to be the first evangelist going back to the disciples to tell of his resurrection. And And Bunny, in those days, a woman's testimony was not even counted as being valid. But our Savior chose those women to convey the message. What a beautiful thing. Such a beautiful thing. And then we see Priscilla and Aquila and so many different disciple makers in the New Testament that discipled people. But yes, the feminists of today like to connect all of that and our right to vote and our right to work and get equal pay and whatever else with the idea that we should be just murdering our babies in the womb. And I love how you all at Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America are fighting against that. So Marjorie Dannenfelser started this in 1992. Can you give us a little of the genesis of her thinking and what you guys were wanting to accomplish and just how it's grown through the years as you've networked with members of Congress and helped get pro-life elected officials elected? Well, the fact of the matter is the pro-abortion side supports their candidates. They support their elected officials. Uh, They endorse in races. They donate to their campaigns. Uh, They work with their elected officials who always stand for abortion. And right now in our country, the abortion stand is abortion for any reason at any time in the pregnancy, funded by taxpayer dollars. And people like Marjorie saw early on that we needed to stand with our pro-life candidates. We needed to stand with our pro-life elected officials and make sure that they had the support as as they were in there fighting uh, to protect the most innocent among us, the unborn children. So I admire Marjorie so much. There's been so much work that's gone into this through the years. I'll never forget, Bunny, when I was a, a member of the state Senate in Colorado and I was considering running for Congress, and I got a letter from Susan B. Anthony and uh And then it was called Susan B. Anthony List saying that they wanted, uh, you know, I would fill out a questionnaire and they were interested in supporting uh, pro-life women that were running for office. And I'll, I'll never forget thinking, wow, there's somebody who actually will support someone who who works hard to protect babies. And I mean, it was a tough road to hoe in Colorado. There was an abortion uh, lobbyist, a pro-abortion lobbyist for Planned Parenthood. Uh, NARAL, the National Abortion Rights Leagues, there was a lobbyist for them. 
And, uh, you know, we needed someone to stand up for life and encourage legislators and encourage candidates who were willing to do that. Well, and you guys do it so well. I mean, you already mentioned you came down to Texas for me when I was running in my runoff. And I, I cannot uh, underestimate, I mean, I cannot tell people enough how important these checks are from conservative movement organizations that help you when you're running for office because every dollar counts. And and not only did you headline a fundraiser, but you guys maxed out to me in the in the primary and the runoff. And there was only really two groups that did that. And you guys were one of them. And it meant the world to me as a as a candidate. And my friend Terry Hasdorf wrote a book called Running Into the Fire. And she talks about there's only 1% of Americans that actually give to campaigns and fund candidates. And it's so small in the faith community when we have Christian pro-life people running for office, guys. We need to get behind them and support their campaigns and then help Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America, give them even more money. Right, Marjorie? You know, yes. Yeah, I, I was a candidate for school board, for state house, for state senate, and then for Congress. And I can tell you the other side funds their candidates. My opponents uh, were funded very well by the uh, pro-abortion crowd because they knew that I'd been involved in my local right to life chapter. I was a known pro-lifer before I ran and then they labeled me as that. And, uh, you know, it amazes me, Bunny, that it doesn't even occur to some people to donate to a candidate. And I'm just like, you know, you do need to support financially people who hold your worldview. You need to keep them accountable once they get there. But support along the way is incredibly important. Our counterpart is Emily's List. And somebody's like, well, where did they get that name? Emily is the acronym that stands for Early Money is Like Yeast. Uh, They know that in a campaign that the money you raise early on is very important in your race. It's the most important because... If you raise money, then you can use that to raise more. You can use that money to get your message out to the voters early, define yourself. So again, the other side gets it really well. And I would hope that that more Christians that want their pro-life views represented by candidates and elected officials will get the message too. Well, and my friend Jessica works as one of your consultants down here in Texas. And, you know, you guys have actually put block walkers on doors to walk for people uh, in different congressional races. Yeah. So give us a little bit more, Marilyn, of of how how your organization actually helps the candidates, because I think there's a lot of people that are waking up to this right now. And they're like, you know what, we need to start uh, really getting involved in these races as Christians. Well, we endorse, uh, we donate from our political action committee. We do independent expenditures and races for our pro-life candidates. That could be a digital campaign. It could be uh, any ways of supporting them. We have a ground game. And I think, Bunny, that's the thing I'm most proud of. We have devoted individuals that go door to door giving voters information that they need on the life issue, whether it's talking about the uh, incumbent and where they stand on life, 
whether or not it's is telling them where the candidate stands on life. But voters need to be fully informed. And there are many of us voters who consider the li- the life issue of the highest priority. And I think that many voters would be surprised to find out and very disheartened, quite frankly, that Democrats running for office for Congress are, are just made to be lockstep supporting abortion on demand for any reason paid for by tax dollars. And uh, a lot of voters don't know that. And, and that information needs to be given to the voters so they can make an informed decision before they vote. So our ground game is great. We have many ways of supporting our candidates and uh, we do everything we can. Uh, we're constantly outraised by the pro-abortion crowd. So again, those donations to candidates, pro-life candidates are incredibly important, but it's, it's uh, of the utmost support, importance to have a pro-life organization that will keep voters continually informed on the life issue. You can go to our website, you can read about the Supreme Court decision, you can read about what's going on in the states, what's going on in Congress, SBA, prolifeamerica.org, and go there and be fully informed. But it's important in this country when you get down to one of the most basic issues, the right to life, that we are in there as Christians uh, doing what needs to be done, again, to protect those unborn children. You know, Bunny, I think about the scripture that talks about if you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, you must come as a little child. And I think of how Jesus reacted to the children and his disciples thought that he was too busy and he shouldn't be bothered. But Jesus said, let the little children come unto me. And that always touches my heart when I think about that. So I'm so blessed to be in the pro-life movement, to be standing for life and realizing the importance of public policy that protects life. You know, Bunny, as a former member of Congress, uh, people come to you wanting their private property rights protected. There are veterans that are deserving of benefits that want you to help there. And I always thought, Bunny, if you don't care about the most innocent, vulnerable human being, why do you care about any of this other stuff? So standing for life to me is really a trademark of a good representative. We talk about that a lot, Marilyn, with Christians Engage and try to help people have discernment on that, because if they can't get that issue right, how do they have any wisdom on anything? Um, And and we're both uh, running nonpartisan organizations. But I want you to talk about a couple things. You talked about it briefly there, but people need to realize when when Marjorie Dannenfelser started Susan B. Anthony list, she was working with Republicans and Democrats on the Hill. There was a, you know, a whole bunch of bipartisan support for the life issue that has shifted since when Obama or after. But what what is your reality now? You're the vice president of government affairs there. You're going up to Capitol Hill to talk to legislators, talk through that dynamic um, and then also where do we go from here on the federal side? Because everybody's so focused on the states. I want to hear what we need to do on the federal side. I have some ideas. <laughs> well, it's very sad to say that uh, other than Henry Cuellar right now from Texas, from your state, 
every once in a while get a vote from Henry Cuellar that's pro-life. But quite frankly, he has an F on our scorecard because we rarely get uh, a a vote from him that's pro-life. And the Democratic Party, for whatever reason, has disciplined their ranks at this federal level to where you don't dare as a Democrat, stand up for life. And that is so tragic. When I was first elected to Congress, when Marjorie Dannenfelser first started working on the Hill, she worked for a pro-life Democrat. I wish that those uh, pro-life Democrats were still here because we miss them. We miss the Dan Lipinskis who stood up for life regardless of the pressure from his party. And, you know, we're nonpartisan, but the fact of the matter is we get nothing from the Democrats right now in protecting life. You know, we have the most pro-abortion administration ever in the Biden administration. And uh, when Nancy Pelosi was speaker, you know, every Democrat towed the line on the pro-abortion stand. So those those uh, days are behind us. I hope that there will again uh, emerge courageous Democrats who will stand for life. Fortunately, there are a few still at the state level, and I, I hold them in the highest regard. But we have quite a challenge before us, and especially, Bunny, when we look to the uh, presidential uh, candidates that are coming forth, it's very important to us that the Republicans that are running, you know, whether it's Ron DeSantis, uh, former President Trump or Ambassador Haley or any number of them, uh, we want to make sure we know whether or not they support a federal role in protecting life. After the Dobbs decision, uh, quite frankly, many Republicans took the stand that, well, it's back to the states now. The states can decide, you know, In great states like Alabama and Texas and Louisiana, you know, we have these wonderful pro-life laws, Arkansas. In states like California, New York, Illinois, Colorado, uh, sadly to say my home state, you know, abortion on demand for any reason funded by the tax, your tax dollars. Well, we want to see a federal role uh, from these presidential candidates saying they will support a federal role. Do not unborn children in the state of California or New Jersey, New York, are they not worthy of protection just as much as those babies in Louisiana and Alabama and Arkansas? Uh, you know, you have to ask yourself that. And, and then what you have to realize that Governor Newsom, for instance, in California, put up, Bunny, listen to this, had billboards put up in pro-life states with scripture verses on them, talking about loving thy neighbor as thyself, telling women, we care about you, come to California to get your abortion. Wow. I mean, wow. mind-boggling. So recruiting women for abortion, and then you take into account, we now have abortion pills through the mail, chemical abortion. So it doesn't matter if you pass all those great pro-life laws in Texas, women can still get abortion pills through the mail. So we need a, a policy, a federal policy of protecting life. So we're, we're wanting to hear from those presidential candidates. Unfortunately, we already know where President Biden stands, the most pro-abortion administration ever. He used to support the Hyde Amendment, which stopped our federal tax dollars from going for abortion. Uh, you know, and now late term, anything goes. He's even letting uh, 
you know, he's even violating federal law in many cases to violate state pro-life laws. So we've got quite a dilemma, uh, and we need a clear message from these presidential candidates that there is a federal role and that they'll support it. And this is key, guys. If you haven't listened to my teaching on the life issue and the in this debate between a federal law versus just going back to the states only, listen to that and all the teaching I did on the biblical foundation of life. But really, it comes down to the 14th Amendment. Should you know any person of have the right to life, liberty, or property. Um, thank you guys for fighting for this, because this is important, um, that we protect babies in all these states that are not pro-life, um, because it is an important thing. So how would you say, Marilyn, the, you know, I, I kind of, nobody, no Christian is ordinary or average, but <laughs> that that might not understand all things government and politics, how would you advise them to look at the post-row world now? And and where do you see, from your vantage point, are some low-hanging fruit for individual Christians to start moving out and, and not sit, t- staying apathetic but moving forward to do something? Well, first of all, I, I think of the scripture that says, rescue the perishing, you know, and is God not watching us? You know, Bunny, I, I recently read uh, a book about a letter to the churches today, standing up for uh, the moral issues of our day, standing up for life and, and other things. And, you know, the author basically asked the question, you know, if you were alive during the time of slavery, would your pastor have spoken up against slavery? If you were alive during the time when Jews were being slaughtered by the Nazis, would you have spoken up on behalf of the Jews? And I think we're in the same situation now. You know, is your pastor speaking up for life? But but let's go beyond that. How about you speaking up as an individual Christian? Yes. You know, not just leaving it to your pastor, you know. Are you speaking up for life? Would you have spoken out against slavery? Would you have spoken out against the slaughter of the Jews? You know, the moral issues of our day are right before us. And and some people want to avoid politics. Well, I've got news for you. Politics is everywhere in our society. It's even in our churches. And and you need, you know, when you think of of this nation, Bunny, of of, uh, how we came to be and the wisdom of our founding fathers, along with that blessing goes a responsibility. And part of that responsibility is electing people who will stand for our values. So you need to get involved. If you don't know how to do that, you know, first of all, find out where the candidates stand on the issues and then vote your conscience. And if you don't want to be involved in campaigns if you're not going to contribute. How about you show up at a pregnancy resource center? How about you volunteer there? How about you are there showing the love of Jesus to women and girls that are in desperate situations? How about you help them out? And, you know, you can do that without giving any money. You can give some of your time. You can donate. But there are many things for Christians to do, but the things that thing that we should not do is ignore this moral issue that are right in front of us. 
And Bunny, when I talk about Nazi Germany, when I talk about slavery, let's talk about over 60 million lives that have been lost to abortion. That is so huge. It's hard to get your, it's hard to even conceive of, of that kind of numbers, that that is what is happening in our nation because of abortion on demand. I think that, you know, we should be very well aware that abortion is not health care. Abortion does not help women. Uh, abortion had its origins in racism. There's no place for racism in a Christian's life. It is totally unacceptable. So we need to, before God, stand for these unborn children. We need to be there for their mothers. Uh, there's, there's so much work to be done, and it can take just a small amount of your time or your effort. Uh, it can be political clarity and where the candidates stand and who you support. It can be helping these ministries around the country, but we need to stand up for what is right. And scripture clearly talks about it, you know, in Jeremiah, in Psalms. And we do need to rescue the perishing, especially when you think of these numbers, over 60 million lives lost. I want to stand up for life. I want to stand up for the teachings of Jesus. So good, Marilyn. So good. Um, yeah, that book is by Eric Metaxas, right? Yes. Letter to the American yes. Church. Uh, Eric released yes. that at our conference last year, and we were honored to be a part of that book release uh, launch. But yes, I want to encourage you guys to get educated on this. If you haven't picked up Marjorie Dannenfelser's book, Life is Winning, it's in a great historical book to talk through the history of the life movement um, important book to read. And then I referenced also Terry Hasdorf's book, Running Into the Fire, her experience running for Congress, similar to mine. Um, but just the fact that, you know, Christians should be donating to campaigns and candidates. And we need to get out of this mindset um, of just just doing certain things and not doing other things. So it's time. Thank you, Marilyn, for everything. And And I say this to you every time. Uh, I still have your voicemail on my phone. Um, you were so oh. gracious to call me two months after my race and and uh, encourage me in my darkest moments. And that's the kind of person you are. And we just love you for it. Thank you for everything you do to save, save pre-born babies around the nation and give Marjorie our love too and everybody there at SBA. I love you, Bunny. And uh, keep up the good work. Uh we Christians need to be united in this, and uh, God hears our prayers, and he knows of our every effort, and he will honor that, and we are blessed to be in this pro-life movement. We're so blessed. Amen. Well, we've got 100,000 Christians vote, praying, voting, and engaging in our database now, and we're going to go to 1 million before the presidential year in 2024, so God's good. Well, we love Amen. you, and let's let's keep fighting for life every day. And thank you so much, Marilyn Musgrave. Every day. With Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America. Uh, Marilyn, lastly, what is the website for everybody to go to? SBAProLife.org. SBAProLife.org. So go check Very out simple. all their work on the C3 side and the C4 side and everything that they do in that movement. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us for this incredible podcast. What in the time we've had. We love you so much. We love being in your life. Have you subscribed? Have you shared this with your family and friends? 
Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Rumble, wherever you get your audio or video pods. We need your help. This mission is undergirded by individuals just like you that support this ministry monthly, annually, and whenever you think about us to be able to reach over a million Christians in the next two years. That's our goal. We want to empower a million Christians around America to pray, vote, and engage regularly. Will you help us? We're here to do that, and we need your help. I want to say thank you to our partners at The Stream. What an incredible online publication put out by James Robinson and Life Outreach International. As we come together across denominational lines as believers to discern what God's saying about the news of the day and to hear from different viewpoints. Check out the stream, make it your homepage, and get on their email list. This product is amazing. Also, our partners at Edify app, put out by Christian Post. This podcast app is a convergence of Bible teachers around America. We're excited to be a part of Edify app check out all their other podcasts. Thank you so much again for caring about this nation. We're here to help you pray, vote, and engage. We'll see you next week.